Welcome rugby fans to another great episode of the Run Parcel Kick interview here with your team at the Rugby Rant. My name is Ty Brog, your host for today's activities alongside the familiar sounding voice and face of Scott the Big Guy Ferrara. That's right, joining us as well. More importantly, as the man of the hour, we have JT Onyet. This is the guy who's in charge at the home at the Sabercats Academy. Oh, sorry, what am I saying? Sabercats organization. <laughs> Let's make it bigger. Let's make it grander. He is the king of it all there. JT, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. JT, I want to be able to give everybody a quick insight because you are the guy who's in charge of putting all the pieces of the puzzle together in Sabercats. And now more recently, those pieces have been coming together more nicely than, than some had anticipated, and we'll get into that. But your experience, quite interestingly enough, is not necessarily rugby-focused. You actually have an incredible background in baseball. Um, in fact, you've come through the ranks in the organization, having started out as an intern in uh, minor league baseball. You went through, what, four or five different clubs um all texas based i believe except for the padres where you believe you began is that right that's right uh, yep in the in california yeah so i mean it's it's incredible to be able to see how transferable some of these things have become for you and how valuable it can be to the mlr which is why you're the guy we have here today and we're going to dive deep into that but before then we want to give everybody who's watching an opportunity to learn how this works and to run you through it we're going to hand it over to scott ferrara so for those of you who are new or maybe you're coming back to the MLR because the season just kicked off, we do a special interview called the RPK, the Run, Pass, or Kick Challenge. So we give the uh, interviewee a chance to kind of sidestep some questions. So first is run, obviously, if he's going to run, if JT's going to run with the question, he's going to answer that question to the best of his ability. Then he has the option of passing on that question, which is he's just not going to answer for whatever reason. You know, maybe his his wife is watching and, and he's going to say something bad about his wife or whatever. Then he has the possibility of kicking it back to me or Ty, which is might set us on our back foot because, you know, we're going to have to answer. Then he's going to grade us upon that answer. And that's where things kind of really get tricky because uh, I, I'm usually – pretty close and ties out there like pluto sometimes so it gets interesting so uh jt you ready for the challenge i'm ready all right let's go so the first question is uh it's actually a kind of a two-parter so <clears throat> rob the hammer hammerschmidt who's who's behind the scenes right now does a deep dive into a lot of our guests um some people call it stalking yeah <laughs> um so on your facebook page it only identifies one podcast among your favorites and disappointingly, it's not our podcast. So right there, I, I told Ty, you know, should we really have him on the show? But that's that's another story. Um, it's called Dorks and Forks. So RPK, Run, Pass, or Kick. What do you like about the podcast? And as an add-on to that, Run, Pass, or Kick, what is your secret nerdy pleasure? Man, well, I guess I'll run with it by saying um, I don't even know what that podcast is. I... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> my guess would be it was a friend of mine started it uh years ago and and i clicked like on something um and that was the Facebook extent of your contribution <laughs> yeah so uh i never knew there'd be a follow-up question maybe eight to ten years later on it but uh, yeah that's, that's it. great that's like we great. Say, well, you know, speaking deep and dive. Yeah. And speaking of, speaking of things I like, you know, Ty's wearing a, a ridiculous uh kit right now. I mean, I wonder why he's wearing it. I, I can only imagine, but and wow. I love the colors, Ty. 
Well, first of all, this is the Sabercats gear. So obviously, um, you got to wear the right colors for the right inf- interview. And uh, I'm not biased at all, but I do want to remind you, Karen Gasparino did a great job. The Super Brew Pool, I'm number one because I picked the Sabercats. <laughs> but and yeah, I mean, it's 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 like that kit. It's like this awesome Utah Warrior Nation rugby hat I have. I love this friggin' hat, by the way. Yeah. Thank you to. And again, all all of the stuff, yeah, from the rugby shop, I wanted to be able to point that out because clearly, you know, they take care of us and, you know, taking care of the league in a great way. I think I couldn't actually, I couldn't look at the screen for like more than like a minute without seeing something from the rugby shop there this weekend. So you can see that they're heavily involved in supporting MLR this year. And it's great to be able to see that. Three friends of the show, Scott Green, Marquise Goodwin and Wendy Young, all representing the MLR in a different way, all wearing gear uh, from the rugby shop, especially Marquise and Scott wearing those amazing, amazing kits that they gave the officials in that awesome pink. You know, I kind of want one as, as a matter of fact, but go to the sh- go to shopmlr.com for all your MLR merch needs. Um, they have everything, you know, from all the teams, the new Giltini swag. I love, there's a ton of Giltini swag up there. Um, my wife doesn't know it, but I did buy some and she doesn't listen to the show. So I'm golden right now until Rob blasts me. <laughs> on this one. Yeah, go to shopmor.com and uh, check out the kit selection and, uh, and, and, you know, just do us a favor, help us keep the lights on around here. <laughs> so JT, let me take the opportunity to jump into the next question here and you know how it goes, run pass or kick. We're going to reference some of your past that I lightly touched on, which is in uh, baseball. So here lies the question, my friend, run pass or kick. Your background in sports administration is deeply rooted in baseball. What lessons did you learn early that translated, uh, that translated and be applied to the running the Sabercats today? Yeah, I'll run again because, you know, I think someone I used to work for, Donnie Nelson, told me when I was leaving, um, hey, balls are balls, right? And and basically sports is sports and, and the business is ultimately the same um, at the end of the day. Right. And so I think what I learned there, specifically in minor league baseball, is a lot of the fans weren't there for the win or loss, right? They were there because someone in their family or someone that they worked with wanted to go. And they were there for the experience and went along with them. And so we had to do everything to make it great atmosphere and a great night for them, even if they didn't understand what was going on or didn't enjoy it. So found a lot of things that you can do to keep everyone entertained um, that makes them want to come back, even if they don't know what's going on on the field. Right. So in many ways, great parallels to where MLR is right now. Exactly. Yeah. And that's uh, that was one of the things that kind of drew me to to rugby into the MLR. So, so got, let me tell you how funny it is though. Sorry to interrupt you, Scott, but talking about the knowledge of rugby out there, and I'm always curious because, so this is a follow-up off script though. Um, but we recently had uh, uh, Senuela in on the show and he was talking about rugby knowledge, right? And uh, he went to a school event and they talk about ball awareness, just get the kids holding it, get them used to it, right? Get them familiarized. And when uh, we asked this audience, the bunch of kids, you know, who knows what a rugby ball is made of? And one of the responses was wood. <laughs> so so you know my question I- I there is you know how familiar were you with mlr and rugby as a brand as a concept in the u.s before you dived in head first yeah i would say I'm, i was more familiar with mlr and the saber cats than i was rugby based off 
the Sabercats were playing at Constellation Field, home of the Sugarland Skeeters. And I right. had previously worked for the Skeeters, um, not when the, the Sabercats were playing there. But so I had heard from all my friends with the Skeeters of, hey, we got this MLR team and, and the Sabercats and they're playing. So I knew that. Other than that, um, I watched my first rugby match after I had had my first interview with the Sabercats ownership. And, uh, and I've just kind of taken it from there and, and learned a lot quickly and yeah. uh, just really enjoyed it. I kind of love that though, because, you know, uh, you have a, the same perspective that many of the people being introduced to the game are right now, right? So it's a fresh and interesting take. And, and this is one, and I'm pretty sure Scott feels the same way and Rob feels the same way. Sometimes if we've been watching a lot of rugby and especially me, I grew up playing from the age of four, I get so comfortable knowing what the rugby product should be, but that's not rugby in the U.S. It's, it's unique brand is its strength, right? Yeah. And we say that a lot, you know, we, we talk about thinking outside the scrum, um, oh, nice. it was just like a, a silly term I came up with of, you know, let's, th- let's do it differently. Right. And just because it's mm-hmm. not how rugby's always been done, it's how rugby's going to be done here. And that doesn't I, mean I we change that. everything about it. It just means that we make mm-hmm. it more inclusive to everybody and, and make it a great time for everybody. I love that. I, I totally, yeah. I, 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 that's a great. That's great. Um, two things I want to say. Um, balls are balls. I feel like JT should do one of our manscaped ad reads. I was in, thinking in the rant. same thing. Perfect manscaped <laughs> later on. right there. <laughs> um, but have the you have you trademarked using... that phrase yet? We we might have to borrow it. <laughs> yeah, you can borrow it. <laughs> and then the second thing is, so balls are balls. So the so working for the NHL NASCAR was that just out because <laughs> there's no balls. <laughs> sorry that was my little that was my little hockey nascar joke but anyway um you know the mlr has has is placing a heavy focus on entertainment and george kilbert the commissioner has coined this this phrase rugby tainment um run pass or kick what can fans expect when attending a live match at aviva stadium in 2021 yeah i guess i have to run or else uh there would be no point to asking the question because I can't kick it back we're, to you. We're setting you up, uh, man. It's like it's, it's a pop pass with the try line open. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh, our experience has had to change this year because of of obviously everything we're going to, and we are trying to make that in the most kind of best way for everybody. Um, it would have been really easy to say, look, there's a lot of things we can't do because of the pandemic, but instead, our staff kind of looked at it and said, what can we add? So mm. we've added a live DJ who does a lot of the music during the game, uh, pregame, um, and anytime the ball goes out of play, really, we're trying to pump some music in. Um, we've, you know, we've, we've done a lot of augmented reality type stuff where fans can and will be able to go around the stadium and scan certain things so that they can take a picture with one of our players. Okay, Something that we cool. can't do in real life now, right? Cool. You know, it's Yeah, that's clever. So we, uh, that's really cool. You know, we loved letting all the fans come onto the field after games and take mm-hmm. pictures with our players, get autographs. Right now, we just can't do that. So, how can we keep that same entertainment value while being safe and while kind of uh, making the best of the situation that we're in? And so, stuff like that, you know, we might have fireworks one game, which we just did on opening day, uh, live band out by our bar. Um, so, again, just different little things. We've had a live speed painter last year. Uh, who painted a picture of Scratch, our mascot, in two and a half minutes. Uh, wow. So that's really cool. Just different things for people to keep them engaged. 
Yeah. And that's what it's about. As you said before, you know, you need to have something for everyone. And, you know, that's what you've brought through from your previous experience that will now be an asset to to the MLR and in particular, of course, the Sabercats. Now, obviously, it's been done under different conditions, but the foundation is being laid right here this season for all of the good stuff to be able to come, uh, you know, as soon as we reach out the other end of this. Yeah, it does. It only gets better from here. And so it's uh, in my you know, first full season now, uh, we've had to be different and we will continue to be different. And then we can go back to being different how we want to be right moving forward. Absolutely. Yeah. So I have the opportunity to be able to uh, tackle the next question here with you, JT. So let's dive right into it. So talking about the stadium a little bit more here. So run, pass or kick. Aviva Stadium is considered by many rugby fans and, of course, those in the rugby circles as a bit of a crown jewel inside the league because it is the remaining purpose-built facility for rugby. Now, obviously, you do a bunch of other things as well. And here lies the question. It is a beautiful rugby purpose facility with a first-class surface. What infrastructure and plans do you have for the future at this facility? Can What can fans expect more from Aviva? The reality is if, if we only play 10 home games and that's our eight regular season and two preseason, and then obviously hopefully two playoff games, um, that doesn't keep our lights on all year at the stadium that, that we need to maintain all year. And so these are events that we'll do that either help the community in some way. So if that's letting uh, local clubs use our practice fields um, so that we can help grow rugby or uh, just bring different people to our stadium for the first time that might not even know the stadium exists or that rugby exists. And so we've had, we had a thing called the big bounce, which was two straight weekends of thousands of square feet of bounce houses. And oh, that's awesome. That yeah, sounds so awesome, it was a by the way. Thing. <laughs> and uh, they'll come back as soon as it's safe to do so again. But 15,000 people out to Aviva Stadium across two weekends. Uh, we've had high school football games. We've got um, college soccer games, you know, car shows in the parking lot. So really anything we can do to bring more people to our stadium and to obviously help us keep the lights on and, and put a shining light on right. Aviva Stadium and, and rugby, we're going to keep doing. I'm sure that Scott's probably thinking the same thing as me, but I might be asking you before him. When we talk about rugby, any international matchups perhaps in the future, if, you know, things open up still this year, I mean, is there anything being spoken about? Yeah. You know, we, uh, that's always on the table. We are, we are poking around, um, to see what we can bring in, in terms of rugby. Um, a lot of things are very fresh, you know, as, as we look to see what we can do in a, in a different world. Um, but we've had conversations really as, as early as, uh, Friday. I was talking to some people about some stuff. So uh, that doesn't really answer the question, but yes. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it, as best as you can, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it, it was purpose built for rugby, but you can do so many things with it, which is, you know, you see that all over the place. But I think that's the, the model a lot of teams need to go is build that purpose built rugby stadium and then do things right. around it. Um, so, Next question, you know, CBS Rugby's voice 
essentially Dan Power was on a uh, another podcast recently, and he was talking about the the Sabercats being or the Sabercats perpetually underperforming. Now that's a complete truncation of what the, the, he he expanded on it a lot, and he meant that actually in a good way that they're underperformers. Um, run pass or kick? Um, what's your response to that? Um, I'll run with it because I, I want to say I, I like Dan a lot. Um, supposed to play golf with Dan soon, as soon as we can. Uh, I think Dan's probably right, but, uh, hopefully that, that changes, you know, moving forward this right. year. And, and truthfully, I, I don't think we've, we've given anybody a reason to, to say we're overperformed by any means, um, over the past few years, but I've talked with with our coach and some of our players about, Hey, we'll see what people write on Monday. Right. And we'll see what people write and say in August. Cause that's what really matters. Uh, it doesn't matter what people say about us before the season or going into matches because obviously those are opinions and uh, probably well-informed opinions, especially in Dan's case, but we want it. We got to change the narrative. Yeah. I mean, he, he, I believe we're saying it like, like Scott had mentioned in a positive manner because all the right pieces are there. They just haven't quite mm-hmm. fallen into place. Uh, although, you know, standing on the platform that you are right now on the back of such amazing result of last weekend, you know, hopefully it's just a glimpse of all the great things to be able to come. But as you so rightly pointed out, JT, it's about, you know, the proof in the pudding. So, you know, there are, you know, momentum is behind you now and things that you need to hit along the way. And hopefully it all clicks this season because, you know, I want to keep wearing the Sabercats jersey. (laughs) (laughs) So let me jump into the next question then. And we're going to take it from that note right there uh, because last weekend was an amazing weekend for Major League Rugby fans, fans of rugby in general. We've waited a long time and it did not disappoint. Uh, It had so many amazing results. And one of them was somewhat you could call it a bit of an upset at least against popular opinion that Sabercats managed to best the uh, two-time champs with the Seawolves so again with that in mind here lies the question obviously a victory against the two-time champion Seawolves was a great outcome on this past Saturday what does uh, getting that first win mean to the Sabercats run pass or kick and I'm sure it's going to be run yeah it has to be uh you know it what it means is it's it's one win, right? So you can look at that multiple ways of you can't win them all if you don't win the first. Um, but also it's it's one of 16. And so I think our coaching staff is taking a lot away from that that match um, of things we can improve on. It, it wasn't the cleanest, cleanest match that we play, but I think in past years, maybe we lose that game because we don't find ways to win. And, you know, I think this could be a very good glimpse into the future of now we just find different ways to win. And you might not win the same way every week, but good teams find different ways. And that's in any sport, right? You, you yeah. know, you look at the best teams and they just find ways to win. And so I think that was probably a good indication of our ability to just find a way to win. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, it's my, exactly my that. It's in the saying, this- yeah. Oh, my father has a saying, I, I started out playing hockey and he said, listen, it doesn't have to be pretty. It just has to go in the net, you know? So a goal is a, a goal. A win is a win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same thing. So, um, but uh, yeah, and Kyle Ferguson is shaming me because I picked the Seawolves by three. And again, first match of the season, defending Shield champions. Kind of, we, we all kind of knew it was going to be that, that, uh, 
that type of match. Um, so right. that's what happens. But it, it's funny. I think like something. What, what do we say, Ty? Like eighty six percent of people picked Seattle to win that that match. So uh, yeah, was or a, thereabouts. Yeah. And I'll tell you why yeah, I a, didn't. Mm-hmm. If I may share okay. for a moment. Yeah. All right. So first his ex, of all, his expertise of the first time ever <laughs> doing picks. Well, uh, when you're on top, you you know it's. <laughs> You have a platform to be able to speak from, at least for now. I can only hold this title for one week. I might as well milk it for what it is. <laughs> so the Super Brew Contest that we have among our fans, if you don't know about it, go and check it out. It is a load of fun. It's very easy to be able to do. It's as simple as picking who you think will win and by how much. And then Super Brew does all of the calculations for you. But more importantly, it's a little bit of bragging rights if you end up coming up on top like I did this week because I chose the Sabercats. But you can join us every week, so make sure you check it out in the MLR Fan Zone. You have your opportunity every week to be able to win your share of as much as $750 given to us by therugbyshop.com for you to be able to get your own merch at shopmlr.com. There was an extra piece there. Um, But, you know, looking at Seattle, you know, they haven't had as much opportunity to be able to to get contact play, to be able to, you know, because they were observing a lot more stricter rules there. Luckily, or depending on which way you look at it, teams further south seem to have had a little bit more opportunity to be able to get contact play, to be able to have that training, to be able to also have warmer weather, to be able to be outside and enjoy that. Um, and then more importantly, it was at home for the Sabercats as well. So that obviously makes a difference. But the Seawolves, you know, you, you can't take it away from them. They're a great organization. Um, and they do travel well. It's just I wonder if all teams will travel as well as they had before so it's kind of a thing to be able to consider as time goes by but i picked the saber cats and it was a good choice this yeah, past weekend yeah all, very lucky in the first first week anyway back to some very questions. lucky i got every so single JT, pick correct except for the draw <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> except for the so you didn't get every single pick correct so that's a lie anyway back yeah. to the questions <laughs> so we have some insight with our friend rocky the seawolf here and uh, so run, pass, or kick, Rocky the Seawolf is going to fight Scratchy the Houston Sabercat in a celebrity boxing match at the end of the season. Run, pass, or kick? I think Scratch <laughs> would be all for that. That's there hilarious. we go. There we go. You have it, people. Before the championship match, there will be a celebrity boxing match, Rocky the Seawolf versus Scratchy the Sabercat. That would be funny, first, man. Right? That would be funny. <laughs> All right. Is it me to do the next question, or did you uh, take an extra one there, Scott? No, that's that's, that's, that's you, number eight, number eight. All right. Let's jump into it. So we're going to be moving along nice and swiftly after this question. We've got something special, which is called the quick tap. So stick around for that, and make sure that you are liking, following, and subscribing to this if you like what we do. But let's jump into the next question. Looking back over the opening weekend at Aviva Stadium, what was one accomplishment uh, that you would be considering in your opinion, JT, and what was one thing that you'd like to fix from this past weekend? It could be about the organization. It could be the on-field performance, anything you like, something to fix, something that went well. Yeah. Um, I think something went well. I'll, if I could give two, the first one obviously is we made it to that day, right? And yeah. it's something that, <laughs> you know, it, there was many days where probably people thought, Hey, look, we're not going to be able to do it with no, or with no fans or whatever. So, uh, glad we got there. We had 1800 people, um, which is basically near what our capacity was, was allowed to be. Um, the whole night in terms of our production, I think was just, was just really what everything worked for us. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, 
it's not often that everything you do in a production side just works. Um, but man, I was sitting, standing on the field at the end and we were shooting off our fireworks and it just felt like the preseason games were one thing, but it was like, we're finally back. This is normal. This is what we do. Uh, so it was a cool moment that, uh, that I think a lot of our staff felt, um, on the positive side, on the, on the flip side, you know, something we can improve on, uh, you know, not make it so close next time, I guess on the field. Uh, <laughs> Increase you know, the points and, margin. <laughs> yeah. And not need the, uh, exactly. not need the opportunities that were given to us. Yeah. I mean, I will say that, you know, you guys, I mean, the optics, if you're sitting at home and you're watching, it looked like a smooth operation. The field looked good. It was well manicured. Everything looked great. You had fans in the stadium again, which were most of us are not used to seeing. Right. Um, so mm-hmm. it did have that, that we're back to normal type feeling, not quite there yet, but definitely a major leap forward and being the game of the week for, uh, um, Oh gosh, was it CBS or Fox? Now it's missing uh, CBS. We are on CBS, yep. Yes. So, you know, a a great step forward again to be one of those first ones up there. uh, And why not? It's a great product that you guys put on. So I'm I'm happy that you feel good that it went for you. And of course, your team feels good about it too. So let's move on to that. We're going into our our, our little segment. Yeah, so let's go to the quick tap. So, JT, we do a thing. It's called the quick tap, and it's a quick either-or answer to some of these questions. So you ready for it, JT? I guess so, yep. <laughs> All right, so better movie franchise, Star Trek or Star Wars? Oof, neither. <laughs> oh, we haven't had that. It's a this or that. <laughs> yeah. This or that. Pick not one. a sci-fi fan. All right. <laughs> All right, Star Wars. My okay. wife likes Star Wars. We'll there go we Star go. Wars. Perfect. So, uh, Houston staple steak or brisket? Steak. Gotcha. Better away venue: Torero Stadium or Starfire? I like Torero because I like San Diego. Listen, Easy it's it's a, it's a great stadium to, to be at. Yeah, and uh, for me, I th- I love the tightness of Starfire though. Um, so better uh, Houston kit, home or away? Home. Nice. I like the, the home away looks too. good. I, I, mean, I like I like the honestly, away too. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's some, it's something with the dark my colors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's something with the dark colors though that that has that Houston SaberCats feel, which which everybody likes. And finally, the last question. Um, drink on a Friday night, craft beer or a good coffee? Oh, Carbock beer for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I love awesome. It. Never miss I mean, a beat perfect. though. Got to get that yeah. sponsor in there. Don't have a coffee sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and for, for those of you that don't know, yeah, for those of you that don't know, we are also, we are sponsored. The Rugby Rant is sponsored by Tighthead Brewing Company. Tighthead Brewing Company is Chicago's Chicago's premier location to watch rugby and enjoy quality ales and lagers for all seasons. Located in Mundelein, Illinois, and the heart of the Lake County, Bruce Durr and the Tighthead staff will ensure that you're kept well hydrated during these rugby matches, especially the MLR ones, and that you don't miss a single scrum. Tighthead's tap room is like a f- um, familiar rugby clubhouse. We've all been to our, our 
you know, local rugby clubhouse, right, guys? And it's just amazing. Um, it's a place where families and friends can socialize, meet, um, enjoy all the action of Major League Rugby or that derby, you know, towards the end of the, the, the middle of the season, like, you know, Rooney and Free Jacks. Um, and uh, join us weekly for our watch parties. This week, Nola Gold play host to My Rugby United New York. Um, there will be um, watch parties happening every week throughout the season, including the final watch party for the Major League Rugby Final on August 1st. Hey, Chicago, when you want rugby, Tighthead Brewing Company will satisfy your thirst. Tighthead, it's worth more than a try. Did you just call Rooney my Rooney? My, my, what did you call them? Yeah. Uh, I didn't hear that. My my team, my my rugby yeah, united. Yeah, yeah. New it just York. sounded funny. It was good, but yeah, yeah I mean, of course, uh, yeah, I mean, who doesn't know, want to be at a great place for beer and rugby go together very very well? And tight head, very happy with them. So I have the opportunity to jump into the next question here, JT. So I got it lined up, run, pass, or kick. You know the rules now. So. Houston plays New England next weekend. We're turning our attention and moving forward, right? So Houston plays New England Free Jacks uh, next weekend. Who has the better nickname now? Is it Alex Magleby as Mags or Paul Emmerich's The Cactus? I'm going to kick that over to Scott. Okay. I mean, I think Mags is simplistic, you know, because it goes with the, the the last name. I mean, not the, you know, Magleby's an awesome dude, um, but I just feel like it kind of, I don't know, it's it's a simple one. You know what I mean? I think the cactus is cool. I mean, it's that Texas thing. It's, 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 first of all, tech, um, cactus can be beautiful, right? But cactus is also going to hurt you if you do, you know, if, you, if you're in the wrong way with it. So I think we'll have to go with the cactus. I guess the follow up question would be, why is he the cactus? Anybody know? <laughs> oh, I do. You have to ask Rob because uh, Rob came up with the damn question. <laughs> yeah, it's because uh, when he played, he was uh, he could be quite prickly. Okay. All right. <laughs> there we go. I get that. There we go. And then now uh, later, good. probably the same too in a coaching role. <laughs> but uh, okay, let's jump into to the next one there, big guy. Well, there's one up on the screen from our buddy Kyle Ferguson, uh, JT. What city are you most looking forward to visiting this season? Hmm. Well, I know Kyle wants to come to Houston, um, but I think for me, I would love I, – I really want to go up to New York uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, we play there in July, but we have a, a new sponsor that's based in New York, Hello Tushy. Um, it's a bidet company. Oh, I love oh, that's so funny that you say that because at one time Scott was talking to them about uh, for, for our show and then it ended up being Manscaped. <laughs> so we're familiar with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we uh I just reached out to them and said, Hey, why not put your logo on our butts, right? I mean it's it's kind of straight yeah, up fitting place to be. Absolutely. It. And and they love it. makes me wonder where the Manscaped one would go. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we'll figure it out oh. if they want to. Right, right. Bring it on. Creativity <laughs> is our forte. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll say uh, New York. On, on to the next one real quick. That, listen, just you could just say you want to visit the big guy. It's okay. We all know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on, on to the next question. The league has placed an emphasis on regional derbies. Obviously, we, the Texas Cup is like the original derby for the MLR. I mean, they have the Texas Cup for a reason. Um, run, pass, or kick. How, is, how important is it to the organization that the Sabercats win it in 2021? And 
also run pass or kick. Um, I'm assuming in 2022 when Dallas comes and plays, they're going to join that that Texas Cup rivalry circuit. Correct. That's right. I think that's that is the plan. Um, in terms of how important, look, it's it's two other two games, right? We play them twice. Um, they are our closest rival in terms of geography. I think uh, the guys that are on our team that were there last year saw them win it on our field. Um, and uh, obviously they celebrated a bit. Uh, it was their first win in, in a while. Uh, and so they, they celebrated. And uh, hey, I probably would have too. Um, but I, I think all wins uh, are not created equal, but I, you know, it matters, I think. That type of like rugby rivalry that's beginning to form in the league, you know, it will only continue to mature as the years and the seasons go by. Uh, but it's such a staple in in sports culture. And in the US, it's another brilliant way to be able to get fans connected uh, to the culture of a team, to be able to be invested in their success. And what better place to start it than in Texas, right? Which already has such a powerful rugby community. And, uh, you know, that actually runs, leads me into an improv prov to question here i'm going off script again which i've done quite a few times much to the dismay i'm sure of rob hammerschmidt who crafted these questions beautifully as per normal uh, however being a resident uh, of texas one of the core franchises what was your thoughts when you heard about the fallout of dallas in the 2021 season run pass or kick yeah it, it was a bummer um Personally, I have, I have a lot of friends that work for Dallas um, because I I came from the from the ownership group that that run that team. Um, so it was a bummer. It was you know we lost a, a regional rival. Um, it kind of threw everything into to a quick disarray, but our league bounced back real strong, I think, and uh, yep. very very much credit given to the league office. And we had a new schedule out days later and no one lost a home game you know everyone's home dates remain the same and honestly i did not think that could happen um mm. but somehow they figured it out so it was a bummer but we move on and right. i hope they join us in 2022 you know i once had a, had, had a friend of mine just in a conversation fairly recently when all of this happened he described it brilliantly because he was actually him and his wife were busy planning their their wedding for 2022 um and they were looking at you know you do the seat charts and everything and it's kind of like somebody coming up to you like a week before the wedding and saying sorry i can't sit at that table you need to move everything around <laughs> you know and, yeah. and, and so it was like the like the worst and best timing in the same way if that makes sense because you know i, I we, we've had these conversations if it was going to happen it's better that you made those adjustments before it became worse in other words do it now rather than later when it all goes to you know <laughs> so and yeah. not that that's the sentiment it's just you know you want to be in the best position possible to put your best foot forward if that wasn't going to happen take a step back yep 100 percent agreed so I, uh, again, will uh, drive the next question your way, pick and go on this one. So run, pass, or kick. Just two days prior to the start of the season, the uh, league announced some law changes introducing uh, the two scrum reset law, red card replacements under the post uh, um, automatic seven points, 
an offside line, a kick clock, you know, the list goes on. Which one of these laws do you enjoy most and which one do you think will be the most challenging? Gosh, I really like all of them, to be honest. Um, as someone that comes from a sport, that pace of play has been an issue. And in leagues I've worked in, uh, we were always on the front edge of, of making those pace of play rules. Uh, mm -hmm. This is the same thing, right? I think for me, the scrum reset probably is the the best one just because nobody wants to see, you know, everyone just from, reset, from the, the uneducated, the you're just standing there, right? Like what's going on? Um, I know oh, you at mean least forwards one of doing players, all the work. That's how, that's what we yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Depends on who you're asking, right? <laughs> yeah. But I get yeah, I know point. at least one of our players doesn't like the, uh, the automatic seven because he, that's two points that he could, uh, he could pick Activate up after each one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He says those are the easy ones, but, um, you know, <laughs> I, I think in terms of challenging, I don't know. I mean, the kick clock maybe, but probably mm -hmm. not. Um, I don't think any of them are that as a, as someone still not being an expert in the game, I don't think any of them are that challenging. It's just going to take people getting used to them really. Right. And you know, it's important to be able to note the reason they have been designed in this manner is to make the game a um, easier to watch, right? Because it'll be a more entertaining rugby brand, uh, faster pace to the game. And, you know, recently there was a study, well, I say recently, it was last year already in the super rugby when it all decided to be able to change its format, you know, New Zealand was in the Altaro, um, AU, and then they looked at the play in Super Rugby, the actual time, I mean, on an 80-minute clock, there's only 37 minutes of actual in-ball play. So what's eating up that time, right? It's the scrum resets, it's the the time taken between kicks, the, the, the amount of time for this and that. But, you know, there may be minuscule moments that add up that if you could just take back 30 seconds on this clock, you know, shorten this experience in the scrum, you might end up with a full 10, 15 more minutes of exciting rugby. So in that sense alone, if that's its goal, it will probably achieve that immediately. Yeah, and I think the kick too, what you'll probably see is guys not even using the full minute that used to maybe take, you know, 75 seconds, right? And, right. and we saw that in baseball, guys that, you know, the pitch clock um, that they started in the minor leagues, by the time guys got to the big leagues, there was no pitch clock, but they didn't need the pitch clock because right. they had just been conditioned. Now, hey, you get the ball back and you go, right? So kickers will just be conditioned now more and more of, I only have a minute. I got to go. I got to go. Let's, you know, let's not just stand around. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as, as a, a first-time viewer, if you go into a rugby match, you want to be able to see the best and possible version of the game and as much of it as possible so i think that these are those steps that we've been talking about throughout this uh, this interview to be able to engage fans a little bit more so now i am a rugby traditionalist so i have my own quabbles about it like like scott does but if the goal is to create a more engaging brand of rugby it may very well be a great step to achieving that i mean and, you know, J JT said before, you know, he's like, I'm not an expert in rugby because JT didn't, you know, learn it. You know, he's he's just learning rugby. And I, I think you have to find a way to make sure that you're not hindering other certain teams 
on some of these things. And that's why they're trials. They're not necessarily just changes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to, we're going to go into my next question. So let's and fans close your eyes. Hear the sweet sound of Scott, the big guy Ferrara. Let's fast forward to August 1st, the MLR championship game. I think this is the first year it's taking place at a third party uh, arena. Um, the Sabre cats are there. Um, you know, who will they be playing and why is it Rooney? <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll kick. <laughs> well, you can't kick it to Scott, so it probably has to come yeah. to me, right? Okay, I'll kick it to Ty. Yep. Oh, wait, you can if you want to kick it at him, but you know what his answer would have been. Well, yeah. 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 So, I mean, look, it's difficult to be able to say so early, right? So I don't enjoy this kick. Can I pass on it? <laughs> well, but I mean, let's let's be honest. It's the the East Coast is going to be very tight, and I oh, don't for think sure, yeah. the match it, the matches aren't in the 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 table isn't indicative of what the final table is going to be. And I think you have a lot of um, teams that can come out of that. And then you're going to have to see who wins. A, I'm sure the the semifinal is going to be contentious and going to come down to the death. So I think whoever you guys would play out of the Eastern Conference is going to make it a game for you um, in the championship game. Um, so, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you have to see one, um, who's playing there. Rob put it up on the screen. I was going to say who's playing internationally. And is that going to hinder a team like Rooney? Um, and then, you know, who, who, you know, who's hot at the end of the season. Sometimes it's just the team who's hot at the end of the season. Right. I mean, some hit their stride late in the season, you know, uh, I go back to, you know, we always go back to what we know. And for me, uh, I was fortunate enough to be the uh, stadium announcer for the Raptors final season and what started for them very slow. I think it was two losses right out of the gate, uh, uncharacteristic losses against teams that they had traditionally had success against. And they followed that with three great wins uh, that were, they were the only ones to be able to stop the Toronto arrows um, who were on a unbeaten run up until that point. So, you know, it can change and it will continue changing. And that's what makes rugby exciting in the U S if you just look back over this last weekend, not only was it unpredictable, uh, there was a great amount of parity. I think how many games were separated by less than seven points, um, so it, it goes think, to show that it can be anything. Games. Say again. Yeah, I think five. Out of, I think it was five out of six games. The majority, for sure, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, that alone is a great vote of confidence as to where the league is in terms of the level of competition. Um, so, it, it, yeah, I mean, we put that question there, but we know it's very hard to answer, um, and we always know what Scott's answer is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> But, Listen, if, uh, well, I think as if, long if, as we if, all agree that we'll be there. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's right. So take the yeah, victory you got there. It. <laughs> There's a reason we're fans, and, and that that's the reason, you know? Yeah. Uh, but here's a follow-up question, and, you know, it was prompted by by Rob Hammerschmidt, who's in the background of this show producing, uh, as opposed to Scott. But, you know, Scott being a Rooney fan, he knows. How many guys have you got that could represent the USA Eagles? Five to eight guys, I think you said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So on that basis, you know, that window, what we're talking about might be uh, July time, June or July, that coincides with the British and Irish Lions tour that is now said to be taking place in the UK. The reason we bring this up is that there's a proposed game uh, or a couple of games, I should add, between the US and, of course, South Africa as a touring side. What that may mean is that teams entrenched possibly in a playoff run, even maybe even later, right, may be forced to lose a few of their key players, run, pass, or kick. Uh, 
what is your thoughts about potentially losing players at such an important juncture in the league, if it were, say, for example, the Sabercats had some call-ups, um, and how do you think it might impact the league as a whole? Loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably going to pass on that one. That's okay. I mean, that was totally unscripted again. But, you know, it, it's interesting, and I guess we'll navigate it as best we can we had George Killebrew on our show last week and he was asked a very similar version of that question. And uh, his response was very simple is that, you know, we're working with uh, USA rugby, not against them. So where there's a will, there's a way. And if anything, it's going to give an opportunity for younger players who are wanting hungry for that opportunity to be able to step up into the starting squad or to play more rugby to be able to shine. So it depends on how you see the silver linings, right? Um, now, if you're if you're Scott Ferrara, you may be crying at the end <laughs> because you've lost eight players and with it a championship, maybe. <laughs> but it's 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 important to note that I, I mean, from you know, just echoing, paraphrasing the words from from George Killebrew, MLR and USA Rugby are partners in rugby growth. Yeah, so, I agree with George. That was a good answer. Yeah. And, and I mean, okay, it is fair. I mean, it's it's one of those things we'll find out. And that's why we're here on the Rugby Rant is to be able to talk about these things, to be able to discuss them on your behalf as the fan. And I want to remind you that if you are one of those that happens to enjoy what we do, make sure you hit that like button, follow us under the handle at Rugby Rant, and you can see us every week in our new time slot at 8 p.m. every Monday evening where we have somebody else to be able to tackle the run, pass, or kick challenge as Jay on yet has done for us today but as we can draw close towards the end of our interview and our time available here with the saber cats president i wanted to be able to hand the floor to you jt to send a shout out to anybody important friends family the fans out there what do you have to say yeah i think just to all of our our saber cats fans and, and everyone that's that kind of rolls with us whether that's fans sponsors our ownership group um you know, coaching staff, medical team at Baylor College of Medicine, you know, uh, we obviously can't do it without a lot of those people. Uh, and and we know that a lot of people have kind of rolled with us through through thick and thin and through this last year. That's been something that none of us ever expected to, to live through. And hopefully we never do it again. But uh, we all made it back to this point. We're all doing what we want to do. We're all... Uh, we're all figuring it out together. So let's keep figuring it out together and, uh, you know, move on. Right. Absolutely. I love that. You know, it's onward and upward is the sentiments there because there's exciting things to come. Your first uh, run out on the field for the Sabercats was a win. So it's already a phenomenal start and I'm sure it will continue to grow. And as the league continues to grow, we want you as the fans to be able to continue enjoying it. So, Make sure, again, you hit us up on social media, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, any place you'd like it to be under the handle at RugbyRant. Yes. What did you say, Scott? I said, and TikTok. We're on TikTok doing uh, oh, TikTok. Right. And TikTok. Yes, you, you always have, have some highlights to remind and things me. like that. 
yeah, some 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 TikTok only cuts of some uh, some videos we were we're, we're putting together, directed so. and produced by Mr. Scott Ferrara himself. The big guy will be dancing. <laughs> he tells me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. All we'll that, see. It's all in jest. It's all for the love of the game. We here on the Rugby Rant truly do consider ourselves very fortunate to be able to do what we do, to be able to help you understand the game a little more because our mission is to be able to help rugby grow one fan at a time. And we do that with your help. And more importantly, we do that with people like you, JT Onyet, who are fighting the good fight from behind the scenes, not necessarily are the fruits of your labor always so easily seen. And that's why we appreciate somebody like you who is there behind the scenes steering this ship for uh, your your role with the Sabercats and, of course, MLR. So we thank you for choosing to spend your time with us here on this Monday evening. And on behalf of myself, Ty Braga, the host of today's activities here on the Rugby Rant, alongside my co-host, Scott, the big guy Ferrara, and on behalf of Rob, the Hammer Hammerschmidt, we thank you for watching this episode of the Rugby Rant, and we will see you at the next. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.